your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Right now, we want to chat sport, and we're going to get to a number of sports over the next while. But uh, we start with Claire O'Riordan. She's from Newcastle West, and she was part of the Republic of Ireland squad that ensured a playoff for the Women's World Cup after their 1-0 win over Finland. And she's on the line now. Good morning to you, Claire. Uh, wonderful achievement. I know you're training later this morning. But how does it feel to be history makers in front of a record crowd in Tala last night? Good morning, good morning. Uh, yeah, it's unbelievable. I, I think I can sum it up by saying it's still very surreal. Um, but, of course, everyone is absolutely thrilled and delighted with the result. Amazing photographs on the front pages of many of the newspapers this morning of the delight, really, among the players and the squad. Yeah, it's fantastic to see we can see it in the group chats um pictures going in from last night and just the support was unbelievable i I can't describe it it was electric there last night now claire the two performances and wins against finland they were key to getting this playoff place but must have been a nervy night the score was tight i think it was nil nil at halftime yeah um we were in the game that was the most important thing um that we kept this as tight at the back as possible. And um, thankfully, we went in nil-nil at the break. Of course, it's a big game. Uh, but the girls stuck at it. Everyone stuck to the plan. We made a few tweaks. And we were able to go out there in the second half and get the vital goal. And the Republic of Ireland women's side, I mean, you've come a long way over the last four or five years, haven't you? We have. And that's credit to everyone that's involved um, we see a bigger picture and everyone's just trying to continue to progress and you know achieve the goal which is to be able to make a major tournament and thankfully we're on that path mm. I'm to Claire Reardon from Newcastle West part of the Republic of Ireland squad so busy time for you lately you sealed a dream move to Glasgow Celtic I think and is it Slovakia away then on Tuesday with the national team yeah, that's correct. Um, I've been over in Glasgow now for the last couple of weeks settling in and I was very happy to come back into camp with the girls and everyone and we're shipping off to Slovakia now for the game on Tuesday. Tell us a little bit more about the move to Celtic. Well, I'm delighted with it. Um, it's a massive club, a lot of history there and a great Irish connection. So I'm really excited um, to be part of that going forward and just to get involved and to see what the season will hold for us. Now, Claire, you have a Gaelic Games background, so you could easily be wearing the green of Limerick rather than the green of Ireland. You're a great talent for football and camogie in your younger sporting days. Yeah, I've played both of them growing up all my life. Um, It was very difficult to step away from it. But obviously, you know, when you come to a certain age, you have to put the focus really on one. So I still love it. I love watching the games, um, staying in tune with like what's happening back home. And yeah, it's great. I love it. Claire, what would it mean for soccer in the country and in particular uh, women's participation in the game if Ireland did manage to win the playoff and go to the World Cup? 
It will be everything. It will be such a stepping stone for the development of women's football in this country. We can see the progress that has been made in the last few years and even in the last few months. The televised games of the Euros has been massive all around the world. So it's about using that, utilising it and continuing to build on it because there's so many fantastic players in this country that are so versatile and can play the Gaelic games and whether it be swimming, rowing, you know, the connections are all over, but we just obviously want to push on now with, with football. Mm. And what sort of reaction have you been getting from back home here in Limerick to last night's win? That, oh, unbelievable. My phone's been blown up. I think everyone's has the support that we're getting from the general public, not only our family and friends, but we really feel it. And we could feel it in the stadium last night as well. Um, it was just amazing. The atmosphere, you can really feel the backing. And I think that's massive. And we really appreciate it. And we're loving it. And we want to continue with that. Mm. Any chance of a quick visit home before Slovakia on Tuesday and then back to Celtic for you? <laughs> I wish, I wish. I got to see my family for about two, three minutes last night. Um, but I loved those few seconds um, it'll be a while before I see him again but yeah that's the life of a footballer What sort of atmosphere is generated at the Tala Stadium when you have a big crowd in there? Oh it's electric like hearing the crowd you see all the kids they have their banners made you know they're staying out late they're coming from all over the country you know credit to them you know they have to get up and go to school this morning Um, but even their parents and uncles and aunts and grandparents bringing them, you know, really, it's amazing. And, and we really appreciate the, the support because it's massive and we could really feel it last night. Right. Uh, we're chatting to Clara Reardon from Newcastle West, part of the Republic of Ireland squad after their success last night. And our soccer correspondent, Mike Ahern, is on the line. Hello, Mike. Morning, Joe. Uh, what are your thoughts on this achievement and on what you've heard Claire say? Sure, look, it's phenomenal, isn't it? I mean, I think things started to turn under probably Colin Bell and before that, Sue Ronan for the Irish women's team. You know, it wasn't only a few years ago we were talking about the disgraceful scenes at airports when the women were handing back tracksuits to the next group who were heading out on international duty. So we've come a long way, Joe. They've got a very strong sponsor behind them. But on the pitch, it's just excellent. I mean, Vera Powell's got them gelled together. They play as a very, very cohesive unit. You could see even last night, you know, defence they're solid there was a game plan there every player knew what they were doing and to have that Limerick representation in the squad is absolutely superb of course Avian Clancy on the periphery of that squad as well so look fingers crossed that Clare there will go to a World Cup and represent us uh, it's a complicated enough all process to get to this World Cup but look they're there in the playoff they've done it the hard way and it shows how far we've come when you can get the better of Finland twice in the group stages a country who would always have been perceived as being stronger than us at women's soccer um, progress is there progress is visible and hopefully this has a huge knock-on effect we have a massive finals weekend here in Limerick under the LWSSL with uh, two sets of finals taking place uh, for the Limerick uh, League section over the next two weekends and hopefully we get the crowds at that more girls start to participate in football and they're following the steps of Clare who as you mentioned sealed a dream move to Glasgow Celtic on top of last night's success
All right. Well, uh, Claire O'Reardon, I don't want to get in trouble with Vera Powell. You've got training, so we better let you go off and do that. But congratulations to you and to the squad. And we keep the fingers crossed that we'll see you guys at a World Cup Finals. That's perfect. Thank you so much for the support, guys. It was great chatting to you. Thanks. Well done, Chip. That's uh, Claire O'Reardon of Glasgow Celtic, uh, now a Newcastle West native and part of the Republic of Ireland squad. Uh, Mike's staying with me. We've got some other contributors too after this short break. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Right, we're in the middle of our sports chat and we'll circle back to Micah Hearn in a moment. We'll also be hearing from Ronan O'Mahony, former Munster uh, winger on rugby. Luke Liddy is with me too. And uh, Luke, you will have been delighted that the Saturday Sports Show was shortlisted for an IMRO Radio Award earlier this week. Yeah, definitely, Joe. And, and look, I think it's it's testament to, to I suppose, the, the work put in by the, the, the whole sports team and and the show that that we put out and and we're quite proud of it and and it has a, a great following um so look it was it's great to i suppose be to be nominated to be recognized for the for the work that does go in and it's 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 obviously a difficult thing to to do to be shortlisted there's only five shows that uh, in the whole of the the country that that do make the grade so look it's it's absolutely fantastic now i'd give us a very slim chance of going on to win it but uh, look we're there we're in the mix and we're all delighted about it particularly myself uh, mike Hearn and trevor anderson uh, we're all delighted and uh, looking forward to uh, to hopefully um, maybe getting some sort of a gang at the awards in October. Right. Well, I don't want to come across all Bruce Forsyth about this, but it's my favourite program <laughs> of the week here on Live ninety five, the Saturday Sports Show. Now, if Technic Hopus was there, I'd probably say him. And uh, if Lendon <laughs> was there, you know, I know. No, I'm joking. I, re- I always enjoy it. It's always a great show. Well done to you and to the crew. Very well deserved and incredibly competitive. The Imro Radio Awards, especially in the sports categories, because there's so much great sports broadcasting uh, going on. And uh, speaking of that, uh, Micah Hurd tell me about is there a Limerick link now to the top soccer division in Italy Serie A have I that right yeah there is Joe and it happened very late in the transfer deadline day yesterday with John Ryan a former Ashling Anacotti youngster signing for Serie A side Sassuolo now look they're in the lower half of the Serie A league but they've been consistent over the last number of years and there's a lot of Irish players now making their way to Italy um, as a way of getting into the professional ranks rather than going straight to the UK which was the traditional route into the professional game look John wouldn't have played a huge amount at Ashling Anacotti but that's where his roots in football were certainly laid and I think his dad Cahill it made massive sacrifices then in taking him to Dublin to play school by football. Went on then to sign for Shamrock Rovers and broke in uh, to the first team set up at the age of just 16. Now, for first team football reasons, Joe, he went to UCD uh, last year. Uh, got a lot of good football under his belt in the Premier Division. And now, rather surprisingly, I think for many, has gone to Sassuolo in Serie A. And I think now we're very close to breaking over a 30-year barrier uh, with either Dara Costello or John Ryan about to break into the senior international men's team. And wouldn't it be brilliant with Dara playing regularly under Vincent Company at Burnley or John Ryan now going to Sarri uh, if one of them represented Limerick on the Irish national team? It would just be fantastic, aligned with what Clara Reardon spoke about earlier, being from Newcastle West and on the periphery of a World Cup with the women. And briefly, Mike, I mean, what a great life experience for uh, the young fella to 
even go and experience Italy. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I think for any footballer, it's a very lonely time at that age because you really only have your teammates. Um, a lot of the big clubs would put you into digs where you'd live with a family. Um, maybe as you head into your early 20s, if, if you're not settled down, you move in with some teammates. So it's quite unsettling from a family point of view, but it's, it's an absolute dream. Imagine being John Ryan, waking up this morning and knowing that you're going to the San Siro, you're going to go and play Juventus, you're going to go play all the big names in Italian football. You'll see Jose Mourinho in Rome and Lazio. I mean, it's just an unbelievable, incredible move for him. And fingers crossed, look, it's a one-year deal with the possibility of a second year to be extended. And who knows, Joe, as soon as you break into those teams, you get even more notice. And I'm sure the big premier clubs in England will be knocking on his door. But look, he's always been signalled as one for the future. He is still very young, but for him, a dream move to Italy. And fingers crossed, it works out for him. Okay, um, and and we'll come back to you, Mike, but I just want to... um We've been waiting on the line for a while. I want to have a quick chat with Ronan O'Mahony as well on rugby. How are you, Ronan? Hey, Joe. Uh, so, uh, Graham Roundtree and Munster, it's London Irish that they entertain at Musgrave Park uh, in Cork this evening. Uh, what um, progress will they expect to have made as a squad between last week's game against Gloucester and, and tonight? Yeah, obviously it was an unexpected loss against Gloucester last week. Uh, you know, there's a new coach and staff in place and there's obviously going to be a couple of teething issues um, towards the start of the season. Um, I thought, watching uh, the game back, they, they lost a lot of the collisions to close quarters. Uh, they had a lot of young players in the park who probably would learn from that. But against London Irish this week, um, I think once they've got to be very direct, they've got to be very physical um, and they got to start executing the game plan. Okay, and um, Mike Prendergast, uh, who is Limerick man and uh, back in Limerick as attack coach with Munster. In fact, I saw him in town during the week with his family had to resist going, Mike, Mike, how's it going? <laughs> but anyway, um, so he was on media duty this week and uh, he was chatting to Live 95's Trevor Anderson about what he hopes to improve on as an attack coach this season. Would probably be a team that I, that I imagine that will be will be looking to, to to hold on to the ball, ask questions of defences. Framework is something that we try strip back um, and make it quite easy for players to make good decisions, good decisions with with, with good, good good skill levels. So they're all our work ons at the moment, and, and there's obviously a lot more around that. But I suppose from an attack point of view, um, there are two key areas that um, we look to, as I said, look to to build on and improve every week through trainings, through games. Yeah, it's great to have Mike Prendergast back in Limerick as well. But Ronan, I, I presume, look, it's an obvious thing to say in one way, but it is important for this um, coaching team and the squad itself. If they get off to a halfway decent start in the URC, you know, it'll set them up for the season, won't it? It will, of course, yeah. And look, it's, it's as I said, new coaches, Mike Prendergast coming in and putting his stamp on the attack. And that doesn't happen overnight, you know, that develops as the weeks go on. As you spoke about there, they, they want to try to hold on to the ball for long periods of time, which we wouldn't traditionally have seen from, from Munster sides over the years. And, you know, that takes time to implement, and, and that's, that's going to be an ongoing process. So, as you said, they can get off to a good start in the URC. Um, I think they have Zebra up first in the first October, and then the Blue Bulls. And, uh, you know, they have a couple of, of fixtures. They could, they, they could get very good scores and uh, get, a, get a good position early doors in the URC. Yeah. No. Ronan, I mean, we know how to overreact to a sporting crisis ourselves in this country. Saipan especially comes to mind. But with New Zealand, it's every time they lose a match and there's steam coming out of their ears like you've never seen before. 
because they've been losing quite a few games and look, it'll write itself and they'll go off and they'll probably win the World Cup next year. But it's kind of interesting to watch at the moment. It is, of course, yeah, Jesus. It's, uh, it's rare so many teams get, get, uh, get a scalp off New Zealand and Ireland obviously down there during the summer series. Um, Argentina, the most recent. And look, it's, uh, as I said, they're kind of like Munster. They're in a bit of a transition period. They're, they're figuring out their best combinations in different positions and um, as <laughs> come World Cup time, I'm sure they're going to show up. Yeah, they often do. All right, well, listen, thank you very much uh, for that. Good to talk to you this morning. That is uh, Ronan O'Mahony there, Munster Winger. You'll be here, Ronan, doing co-commentaries with us during uh, the season. And uh, Mike Ahern, just to come back to you, Treat United FC, they welcome Cove Ramblers to the markets field. And it is getting to the business end of the season, as you guys say. Absolutely, and you know the first of three games now for the next three Friday nights at the Markets Field, and I would say season-defining games, Joe. Tonight it's Cove Ramblers in the Munster Derby. Next Friday Bray, and then UCD in the Cup Quarter Final. In what's a winnable game, and imagine getting to a televised semi-final in only your second season as a senior men's club. So look, fingers crossed. Uh, tonight will be the most important game. There's a four-point gap back to Wexford. And look, from a Wexford point of view, they will feel, if they can bring it down to the last night of the season at the Markets Field, where they could still come and beat Treaty and get a playoff position, they'd settle for that. But for now, it's in Treaty's hands. Cove have not been easy opposition uh, for Treaty this season. And, of course, former academy manager Shane Keegan left Treaty to go to Cove only a couple of months ago. So a lot riding on tonight's game. Huge performance expected from Treaty and fingers crossed if they get the three points they're within then I would say three wins of getting that elusive uh, playoff position Okay, kick off at 7.45 and you can join us for full live commentary by the way this evening on live95.ie and the Live95 app uh, with Mike and Paul and speaking of live commentaries Luke Liddy uh, we have uh, a live GA game this weekend too don't we? We certainly do, and uh, what a game it is. Uh, Patrick's well and a Piershig. I mean, it nearly writes itself. Two of the most successful sides, obviously, in Limerick and a Piershig over the last decade or so. And Patrick's well, historically, the role of honour leaders uh, for the Daily Cup. So I think it's going to be a cracking game. I was out in Kilmallock uh, yesterday uh, to just make sure we have our commentary set up um, all, all right and ready for us, and we certainly do. So we're looking forward to that full live commentary from 6.15 tomorrow evening evening in Kilmallock. Uh, Patrick's well have a loss and a win so they'll be looking up looking to pick up another victory in a Piersig undefeated so far and, and look they're they're obviously looking to, to go on and, and lift the Daily Cup after losing out in, in last year's uh, semi-final so it's all um, set up for what I think should be a cracking occasion and you look at Kilmallock yesterday running up a, a massive score on a dare they're the defending champions they're the ones to, to beat at the moment but certainly between the Piersig and Patrick's well they've shared in so many finals uh, either victory or, or runners-up over the last uh, 10 years or so. I think it should be an absolutely great game. John Kyo and Leo O'Connor on commentary duty for that one tomorrow evening and you can get it on live95.ie and the Live95 app, Joe. All right, always things happening. Just check that live sport icon on the app or the website to find that tomorrow evening and the game in soccer this evening. Thank you very much. You can hear an exclusive interview, by the way, with Limerick and Patrick's Wells star Dermot Burns on the Live95 award-nominated sports show tomorrow. Thank you to Luke Liddy, thank you to Mike, thank you to uh, Ronan. Great to chat to Claire O'Riordan as well. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.